All right, here we go. What's up, Degeneration? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast. This is your Week 10 betting recap and Week 11 look ahead. I'm stuck in with me, as always, is Colin Wilson, fresh off of uh, a winning Saturday. How's it going? Yeah, I mean, it's good to be green on the app. It's good to be 4-1 and one on the show, even though I lost my best bet to some Nikosi Perry, uh, some Marshall offense, can't put it in on the goal line, not to mention taking an Oregon team total over that's all of a sudden had life at the end and crystal ball. Like I, I, did, did Anthony Brown not know that he could hike the ball? I know they were trying to shove it in. Then you get to the whole commander chief trophy. I couldn't get the over there either. I mean, I had a winning day, but it could have been a huge day. If not some of these couple little things. I followed you on the FAU over. I'm glad you brought that up. So I don't have to yell at you. I mean, what seven points in the second half. Come on. But did you watch the game stuck? I mean, I had to watch it on Facebook. All right. I, want to apologize to Podcast Nation that I picked a best bet that was on Facebook. Because once I found out it was on Facebook, I was just throwing F-bombs around the house. Logged in. We got Nikosi Perry throwing 60-yard bombs being dropped through the hands, through the bread basket. Grant Wells getting to the goal line. Like five penalties, and they're missing 45-yard field goals when they had like first and goal. I, it was, it was, that second half was a joke. It was a travesty. And I apologize for making everybody get on Facebook to watch that game. I had a slightly losing day. I went 500, but uh, I was actually happy with the day. So I won pennies on the week. If you include the weekdays, I can't lose on the weekdays and I can't win at noon, but I'm so close. Like the losses are brutal. We just, I'm starved for a backdoor um, like Liberty. You can't get in there. And then yeah. Maryland, throws a pick six down 10 with two minutes to go and 90-yard pick six, and then drives it down the field again and turns it over on downs. So just these, like, really close little things. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I think that we're going to have a huge finish here. What a terrible call for Malik Willis to throw it into quadruple coverage to get that cover for us. I mean, that was such a terrible. And, and then you had the sinking feeling that Maryland, who had kept close the entire time, that something, some Adrian Martinez type thing was going to happen, which amazingly enough, the no Adrian Martinez type thing happened against Ohio State. And by the way, Stuck, before we start this, who, who's beating Georgia? Alabama's not beating Georgia. Yesterday, a lot of teams got exposed. Purdue. I texted my friend, the only two teams that are good are Georgia and Purdue when they play a ranked team. That's and, it. And so that means if Purdue plays Georgia, they'd be good. Because they only play good. They're only good against top 10 teams. David Bell. All right, let's do best call, worst call, bad regret. So I'll, I'll start there. Best call is Purdue. We hit our money line parlay, by the way, our underdog money line parlay. And I went and touted Purdue all week. I had a lot of fun going back and forth with Michigan State Twitter, which I found a lot about. Shout out to the John L. Smith Misery Index <laughs> Twitter account. And so we had a lot of fun. Um, David Bell was amazing, just, uh, just unstoppable. So that was my my best call. Um, I mean, everything, even, you know, down to, to BC, 
everything that I hit was was solid. So that's that's when you know that you're you're seeing things well when your wins are when your wins are easy. Worst call, I have to go Washington. I know that they kept it close and they had a shot, but it look at the box score. That was Oregon dominated. It's the Washington. They were able to run the ball much, much more. They had much more success on the ground than I thought they would with the Washington changes. And the Washington offense is still broken. I mean, like, do something, change something, go to cured. I don't know. Do the Dylan Morris thing is not working. It was a down, um, downpour, absolute downpour. Yeah, that was it was bad. It's tough in this day and age. You you have to get a couple. You know you. Say someone bet Cal early in the week, and then you learn their whole team is out, right? Like, I bet Florida State. I love Florida State. I sat here on the podcast and talked 10 minutes about the difference between Jordan Travis and Mackenzie Milton, and then it comes out 10 minutes before kick that there's a flu outbreak and Jordan Travis is out. Um, so, you know, you just write that one off and chalk it up to bad luck and hope that – Got it from the Florida Gators. Yeah, that, I can't believe Florida lost 40-17. to 17. Uh, But, yeah, so worst call was – and then – yeah, I guess, I mean, Navy gets front-doored. I can't even say that. I guess Cincy, yeah. It was my smallest bet of the day, but I laid it with Cincy. They are not worthy of a college football playoff spot. I'm sorry. Um, if you can't start to blow these teams out, it's been two weeks. You just heard, you know, you were just angry at the world. And a Tulsa team that just lost at home, the Navy. You can't blow them out. You can't get separation. I mean, these things matter. You have to show dominance. Um, like, look at George, what Georgia does. So I'll say that's my worst call. But overall, very happy with the card. Bet regret was probably not buying out of Florida State. I mean, I could have. The line didn't even move that much. And my entire handicap was I can't – you can't bet Florida State with Mackenzie Milton. And uh, so I should have bought out there. That is my bet regret. And uh, that that's basically would have swung me from a, a small losing day to a winning day. Uh, how about you? Best call, worst call, bet regret? Yeah, well, Davis Brennan taking a slide at the half-yard line, uh, preventing from beating Cincinnati. Listen, Action Network didn't write any of this crap out there that's that's about Cincinnati not making, you know, getting shafted by the college football playoff. They don't deserve to be there. I mean, I'm glad that that is other verticals, other companies talking about how Cincinnati deserves it. They don't deserve it, so quit talking about it. Uh, Best call for me. I'd like to say Memphis because it, it won our money line dog parlay, but let's be honest. Like I was all over the whole Seth Hennigan quarterback thing. I could be like, he was in warmups, but he wasn't warming up. He was suited up and he wasn't warming up. So to say it was my best call, it was really a shot in the dark that hopefully Seth Hennigan was playing. He did. They blew SMU out. I don't know where the status of the Mustangs are right now. So I, I can't really call that my best call, but I'm going to go with Michigan state Purdue over. And the whole thing about Michigan State is you live by the explosive play, you die by the explosive play, and that's what I thought that entire game was be. Sure enough, David Bell is all over the place. We've got uh, just some unbelievable plays by other targets for Aiden O'Connell, just making great plays. Uh, and, of course, Kenneth Walker, Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne with a, a freaking 42-yard scamper. That was pretty impressive. So I'll take the best call on the over there. Uh, worst call, let everybody astray with this Florida International nonsense I talked about. Uh, ODU doesn't matter. They've won one game on the road since 2018. They came in and manhandled uh, Florida International. We can say uh, happy trails to Butch Davis. Uh, not really sure what's going to happen to the Panthers down there, but I'm going to go with the worst call being Bama first half over. Somebody, t- I knew that there was a new right tackle, uh, Damian George. I knew he was going to be the new right tackle. The amount of missed blockers, the amount of LSU guys that he could not block. How many times do we have to get out a spatula 
and, and and scoop up Bryce Young's body off the grass while Damian George is staring down at his quarterback because he missed another block. Like, this Alabama offensive line, Auburn can beat these guys. Bo Nix season in full effect. Yeah, Bo Nix season is absolutely going to have a field day in the Iron Bowl. I'm not even sure if that's a game I think about. I think I just bet it. So, worst call was thinking that Saban coming out in the press – and saying Bryce Young is going to start taking vertical shots downfield. Well, yeah, that didn't come till the third quarter. And the rest of the game, he was he had press on him the entire time, running for his life. And that guy weighs what a buck seventy? You can't be taking shots. You can't be like you have to slide or get out of bounds. Guy makes a mistake. You want to condemn him? And Herb Street like pumping up him. Like, oh, this is Kyler Murray. Like stop. Stop. I know you need the ratings, but this is not Kyler Murray, and this Bama team is not winning the national championship. And I'm going to tell you what. If I had a barometer up your ass to say whether you were giving effort or not, it was about 50%. Why did you push yourself? That regret, it's easy. Came on here and said UTSA is going to beat UTEP. I think you should take a UTSA first half. New contract for trailers, snubbed by the college football playoff. It was obvious from the very first snap of that game it was a flyweight trying to box a heavyweight, and it wasn't even close. Uh, box score, final score, it doesn't matter. UTSA, Western Kentucky. Now, Western Kentucky does have to play Marshall, but the UTSA-Western Kentucky potential conference championship game will be the best one out of all of them. That is going to be primetime, one single TV viewing. Uh, but bet regret is UTSA. That that was uh, – they manhandled UTEP. Yeah, uh, Bama, very perplexing team. I mean, to come out against that decimated LSU unit and only win 20 to 14 and have to survive late um, is not a good look. This is a team that looks it'll look good one week, and then the next week it looks awful. Really perplexing. I don't even know who I want in the college football playoff at this point. Obviously, Georgia is the best team in the country. They're in. And, you know, maybe with the quarterback change, we want Oklahoma in there. But their defense has major issues. It's a team that was struggling with Kansas just a couple weeks ago. Ohio State, again, not impressive against a real team. They could have lost to Nebraska yesterday. Um, by the way, Nebraska is is Nebraska the best three and seven team in the history of college football. Nebraska. Honestly, it's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they they're an underdog. You bet them. I don't know if they might quit now. They're not, what are they playing for? But. We have to talk about Oregon making the playoff because, and 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 more importantly, I think Cristobal has built trenches on both sides of the ball. I'm not saying they can hang with Georgia, but they can hang with somebody in the college football playoff. I mean, they're just built like an SEC team. I just thought, yeah, I don't know who deserves to go. Put Purdue in there, but Florida. I mean, how does Florida lose forty to seventeen to South Carolina? They had thirty guys with the flu. Oh, they did. They had to fly additional people up to the game. Because 30 guys came down with the flu, including Emory Jones, and they were feeding, they had everybody on IV bags on the sideline. Wow, I didn't see, I didn't see any of that game. Yep. Um, yeah, I didn't even look at, I didn't even handicap the, this kid from St. Francis who was starting for South Carolina and made his first start. He actually went off because my, my thing was, look, I'm not betting South. And it just, I couldn't figure out the spot for Florida. It's, it's obviously it was a bad spot after the Georgia loss and your season is going nowhere. And then I said, you know, but I can't. I, I'm not betting South Carolina here. And man, to see them win 40 to 17, I didn't know they had the flu. They must have been hanging out with uh, Florida State, who also had a flu outbreak. Florida uh, is is always Brett McMurphy's uh, dumpster fire teams of the week. Now they they just all had the flu. Every team. Yeah. You mentioned UTSA and UTEP. 
I don't know. I haven't listened to the voicemails yet. So maybe we hear from our UTEP guy about Minor Nation covering every week. I'm going to bet he didn't call in. We got seven minutes of voicemails. Let's get to it. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. I am so sick and tired of hearing all this. Oh, Cincy's going to cover this week. Cincy team total over calling. Yeah, let's hit that. They need to make a statement. that. How about maybe they just suck? They just might suck. Also, Matt Mitchell, let's start playing the uh, Ana by Nappy Roots again when we talk about Western Kentucky. Fire. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. The pride of the Commonwealth. When your child draws on the wall with crayons, do you blame yourself for leaving the crayons out or do you just blame the child? In this case, I'm the adult who left the crayons out by blindly following you guys on Liberty. Their offensive line is more porous than SpongeBob square pants right now. And Matt Corral has a wide receiver wide ass open down the middle of the field every time he steps back to throw. And you know what? It's my fault. I, I take all the blame here. I shouldn't even be really mad at you guys. I bought this up to 10. Colin likes it all the way up to 7. How's that feel, Colin? Oh, and speaking of tailing people, if Granny Wilson's making picks, let me know. I think I'll just start tailing her instead. Thanks for nothing. I mean, okay, first off, Liberty was going to cover that game, except uh, Malik Willis threw into quadruple coverage. But if you go into the box score, I mean, they had the same number of percentage of available yards. Liberty, 72%, two-plus first downs. 72%, the national average is 41%. They almost doubled in two-plus first downs. They moved the ball on this terrible old Miss defense all day. It's just so – they, they had eight trips inside their territory with zero 1. points. 1.7 points per trip past the 40-yard <laughs> line, all right? So, I mean, there. I mean, fine. Malik Willis didn't convert into quadruple coverage to get the backdoor cover, but it's not like a crayon kid situation, which I've been through before. The offensive line was was a lot worse than I thought. And, yeah, it wasn't like Maryland. I mean, Maryland was the better team. Maryland was plus 12% net success rate. Should have won the game. They didn't cover plus 10. All right, moving on. Ducky, Colin, it's been about 24 hours, and I can't get that Louisiana, whatever they are, Lafayette, maybe they're not Lafayette, game out of my mind. I can't believe I bet these losers on the spread. If I had known the coaching staff was wearing fatigues as their pants and look i support the troops i work for the army i get it but what the f- you will heisel look a bunch of f- duds what are we doing here and then billy napier is too f- cool to get field goals he's going for with these horrible plays and the f- red zone colin i'm with you that guy's in the f- list what a f- moron if lsu hires him good luck say his name Say his I'm not name. saying his name. I'm not saying his name, but I'm going to tell everybody right now. The second my screen lights up for the Sun Belt Championship, I don't give a shit what the number is on App State. Scared money don't make money, you know. That number is going in on App State against Louisiana in the Sun Belt Championship game. I don't care what the number is. And if it's a dog, I might just put it in as a money line. And you might as well, if you got some Christmas money set aside for your kids or your wife, or I don't care what it is, Maybe take a little bit off what the kids are going to get this year because we're just going to push it across the counter. I'm not going to say his name. I don't even want to say the team name. I am tired of these guys. They're a joke beating Georgia State like that. Uh, you should have lost the game outright. 
And it doesn't even matter if they'd have lost the games. They got a three-game lead in their damn division. So just get ready. Sunbelt Championship, that money's going across the counter on App State, period. I don't care. I'm literally sickened by Louisiana <laughs> because I have their win total under nine and a half, and they win. It's like the third game they've won by one point. hate that team. <laughs> I want to talk more about the Marshall over because I think it's important. Here's the deal. I tailed Colin blindly, and you know what? That's on me. And 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 honestly, the fact they were seven points in the second, seven points. I, what, wait, what did they do? Did they all take shrooms and just be like, let's see who can draw stuff on the field because these shrooms are really good? So that's where I'm at. Also, cut the Ohio State. We're going to the playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. I'm out. Everyone wants to draw this weekend. But, uh, oh, by the way, <laughs> Colin, your R, if you want to improve your ROI, the only thing that you need to do to get your like stop betting San Diego State and Service Academy overs. I hope you do. You didn't bet the San Diego State over this weekend. I didn't you? bet the San Diego State over. I was waiting for the live number of nineteen before my wife chastised me and said, "This is degenerate shit." You can't. Well, you would have got there by two points. Yeah, yeah, I would have got there, but no. I mean, I mean, back on the Marshall Florida Atlantic thing. I mean, I'm looking at the advanced box score now. Here we go. You ready? This is what I'm talking about in the second half. And by the way, Matt Mitchell was texting me like at 11 p.m. last night. Like, we were both pissed off about this. You do not hand in crap like this. I should fire you and burn down your friggin' house. Points per possession inside the 40. Marshall, 2.4 points every time they got past the 40. Florida Atlantic, 1.7. I knew the yards would be there. I knew the tempo would be there. But just the pure inconsistency in getting it in the end zone is what did us in. Again, I apologize to everybody for making you get on Facebook. Moving on. Uh, Maryland alum here, organized a tailgate for a bunch of my buddies from school. First time we've all been seeing each other since the pandemic. Uh, real excited for the game today. Ten and a half. Everyone chirping about it on campus. Thought we had it. And then Talio throws a pick six with two minutes left. This dumb mother I swear to God. I swear to God. He can't play in the clutch. This guy. I thought we had it. I thought we had Penn State to cover at least, and this mother f- just over again. God damn it! I hate being a herp f- sometimes. Uh, yeah, it sucked, man. It was the one of the worst beats of the year for me, especially when you look at the they were the better team overall, and you can't cover ten because a ninety yard pick six, two minutes to go. It's awful. I get it. It was a huge swing for me. I hate that team. All right, moving on. Of course, there's that many f- points in the second half of this piece of. I am the Ohio Ohio game, and of course this. Kid, has to run it in and they're just going down after you got the first down unbelievable pieces doing my impression of minor nation guy picks up baby we're so good we cover every single week well guess what the meat meep just handed you your ass can't believe i put money on you this week you pieces of el paso the just saw the end of this Army Air Force game. What the f- are you doing betting the over in a service academy game? I mean, you got 0-0, and you have everything go your way in the second half just to get to OT. I mean, what the f- is the call here? I know your spreadsheet says 44, but, I mean, come on, man. You got to know better than that. It's easy money, service academy unders. Every time, yeah, go Army. That was not easy money. All right. Anybody that had the under in that game had a little bit of sweat. You were putting on a little bit of deodorant on because that was not easy money. Under 37 in overtime, baby. You know what? I'm the 
There's no one else to blame. I have no, like, why would I take a f I, why, why would a f break? Why the f would I take a f over of Army Air Force to Naval Academy? Why? Why the f would I do that? And you know what? I don't deserve to win, okay? I don't give a f they went to overtime. I don't give a f if Air Force they went ahead and doing regulation. They f***ed up, and I'm the one with the f blame because I took a f over with two academies. Why? Why the f would I do that? You know why? Because I'm a asshole. Yeah, people are obviously going to be mad when uh, if you if you give them a loser at 11:30 because it's the uh, it's the uh, 11:30 a.m. game, so everyone wanted to bet it and was itching. Uh, our voicemails have been very kind because we've been crushing during the weekdays. So those are the ones where they get the people get the most. Angry. Listen, we haven't had. I can't stop talking about if Christian Anderson if that fumble is recovered at the half yard line instead of trickling into the end zone, that's a field goal. Oh, stop! We're moving on. Air stop! stop. God damn it, stock. Colin, what's going on, guys? I'm currently on my way to a drug testing facility to find out what kind of drugs I was on. That made me thought it was a great idea to take an over on a service academy game. I almost got there with the overtime. Almost. Almost. Colin, what are we doing? Over in a service academy? Who do you think you are? Like, it's 12.50 and I've already lost a unit for the day. 12.50. I don't think I'm betting another service academy under until it's in the 20s. Great call, Colin. Oh, yeah. Peace out. Ah, oh, it's over. The run of calls is over. All right, Ooh. let's see who we got. I know I'm going to be the only one calling in about this game because it was truly a plug-your-nose type of pick. However, what the fine <laughs> Southern Miss. How do you get off to a hot start, go up 14 nothing up on North Texas, and then go ahead and proceed to give up 38 unanswered points to <laughs> North Texas? How bad does your program have to be to not be able to score a point after scoring 14 in the first quarter? Like, good Lord, Southern Miss. Again, I know I'm the only caller about going to bitch about Southern Miss, but I needed a a hotline to get this out. So what the f***, Southern Miss? Uh, Southern Miss is unbettable, by the way. You can't listen. They were on a, a freshman walk-on like three weeks ago. That you you can't look at reverse line movement. You can't be in a spreadsheet. You just have to realize this Southern Miss team <laughs> is UMass yeah. level. Okay, stop betting. Hall ball. Uh, did I just watch the same thing everybody else did? AM won by seventeen, but it still feels like Auburn's the better team. Yeah, no. Zach Calzana. Zach Calzana that guy his shoulder his shoulder's probably broke right now god damn it auburn's a better team all right thank you for all the voicemails colin's uh roasting of uh a service academy over is finally over wait till oh, i do have to say wait till army oh, yeah wait till we're betting army navy over oh man yeah. oh boy and that's the only game that'll be on that week oh boy uh oh by the way i'm a we're ray guy voters uh, I don't know how we don't give it to the San Diego State. Get a 90 yard yeah, punt again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Washington was doing a pretty damn good job pinning Oregon down at the one, but yeah, I mean, for a season long award, there's there's no question. Oh, I do have to also say someone mentioned that Texas AM game. Are you kidding me? Who gives a shit? We got Zach Calzada. I did give you shit for the FAU over, but good call on that, uh, pushing me over the edge on the Auburn first half under. That was. Mm, wow, easy. All right. Before we move on to looking at next week and more importantly, weekday matching. By the way, Tuesday, 
You guys are listening to this on a Monday. So tomorrow, we got weekday matching. It's been incredible. Midweek matching has been phenomenal. And college basketball. Woo. Big day for this podcast. All right. Um, before we move on, take a look down the results of the day, whether you bet them or not. Any other games you want to mention? How about TCU, by the way? DCU showing up with Dylan Morris and beating Baylor. That was the whole question. We didn't know if they were going to show up for Patterson. They absolutely showed out. Uh, good for TCU. But now I think I'm not sure like if we're going to play TCU again, right? We got the win for Coach Patterson. Not sure if that continues, so we'll see how the market treats him this week. There was one box score I wanted to call out, and that was Nevada beating San Jose State by three. San Jose State's been dealing with injuries and all kinds of inefficiencies all week. Uh, this box score, uh, pretty unbelievable. From a rushing perspective, San Jose State was 5.8 yards per rush. Nevada was 1.8. But, hey, Nevada doesn't run the ball. But then when you go and look at the yards per pass, San Jose State beat them in yards per pass, total yards, big everything. And then it was really into turnovers and field position that got Nevada this victory. They had no business winning this game as a double-digit favorite. Uh, I'd be on the lookout for Nevada from here on out. I don't know what's going on, but uh, even offenses like San Jose State who have had issues with, you know, I, I see that Nick Starkle's back. That's great, but he still only went 21 to 40. Uh, and Nick Nash even got some time at quarterback, but I, I can't play Nevada the rest of the season. Uh, it's pretty pretty sad what their defense put up. So they should have won that game against San Jose State. I, I can't believe we didn't get any calls about Louisville. The second week in a row, one of the biggest, the worst beats on the board is against Clemson. No business covering that game. And then Louisville gets first and goal at the one end of the game. They don't score. Oh, that was vicious, covering that entire game until the very end. We had to see if we get any overreaction in the market to Cal losing to Arizona, Arizona getting their first win of the season. Cal just decimated, uh, even Garbers, everybody out for uh, COVID. So we got USC taking on Cal. I mean, USC, we had a program that I think is done for the season. I mean, Arizona State just ran them up a flagpole. This is a game I have projected USC minus one on the road at Cal. Let's see if there's market overreaction to, to, to Cal's COVID situation. All right, Fresno getting destroyed by Boise. Jake Hayner there. Yeah, Jake Hayner threw like a bazillion interceptions. I don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back from that. That was that was pretty shocking to see. Mountain West standings. It's, uh, in the West, Nevada, San Diego State. Is that Fresno lost? They play each other this week, right? Yep. Yep. All right, so our, whoever followed me on Nevada winning the Mountain West, I think five, plus 550, huge game this week. Huge game. It's going to decide who wins the division. All right. Um, Projecting San Diego State minus two and a half hosting Nevada in this game. But keep in mind, it's not a home game. It's like two hours from their campus, right. and it's not like a tr- it's not like a true home game, which does help Nevada in this case because San Diego State's not playing on campus. Yeah, I guess the only other game I wanted to bring up. Oh, I mean Oklahoma State's defense. Woo! What a performance they put on in Morgantown. Miami is Miami better with this quarterback than they were with Derek King. Their offense, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, UNC, Wake, what a game. I was able to trade that back and forth, which we suggested doing in the first half. I The market wasn't giving because they knew how many points were going to come. So I had – and this is something to keep in mind if, you, if you're going to get a game like this in the future because there's a chance that could have went to overtime. You know, I, there wasn't, but, like, you know, we were watching that early on. So I was getting threes on both sides. I had, like, two and a half on both sides. I, my goal here was, you know, someone could go for two. You could have a missed extra point. Like, I needed this to end within the threes, which isn't easy to do. But if you think about it, there's a, such a higher probability now of a game landing on two if it just gets to that third overtime. 
Yeah, because then it has to end too. Instead of you know, it took five of the times before. So I don't know something you might. I was just uh, it was a very entertaining game, but uh, good call, in North Carolina there. Minnesota laying an absolute egg. I think Morgan got hurt in that game. Yeah. He lost fourteen six to Illinois. Tanner Morgan over the season win total for Brett Bielema. Congrats. But that's what your program is going to be for the next five years with Brett Bielema. Four to six wins every year. Pop the champagne. I guess my favorite result of the day, which made me happy, was not betting Duke and watching them not cover. I was like, oh, my gosh, of course Duke's going to cover. And they were, like, up 19-14 or something. Yeah. They scored 29 points and don't cover again. But that made me happy. <clears throat> All right, before we get out of here, let's go three and out. And before we do that, I do have a programming announcement. I just want to remind everyone that the guys at Three Man Weave will be doing a college basketball episode every Wednesday until we transition over to college basketball later this year. Make sure you also check out the group of five guys. Colin and Brett will have their sources episode as well early this week. So we, we have, we're going to have Michigan State. Basically what we think is going to have, Michigan State's going to drop out. Yep. And then Ohio State just replaces them. It's going to be Ohio State, Oregon, Georgia and Alabama. The question is, does Alabama drop uh, a slot? But I and mean, after their drop. awful performance, and does Cincinnati drop? Michigan, Oklahoma rolls, inches closer. Yeah, Michigan steamrolls Indiana. Oklahoma is still undefeated off a of bye. Does Cincinnati fall behind those two? That'll be the talking point. But I would love to hear everybody on ESPN tell me why Cincinnati still deserves to be in the playoffs. So I'm ready for you to entertain me, talking heads. I do think the book the. The worst thing the committee did is put Alabama too, though. I, I just it's awful. I agree. So maybe they dropped them to three because of an out. awful performance, but I don't know. I doubt it. Ah, Georgia minus twenty-two at Tennessee next week. <laughs> Are you going to bet the balls again? Oh man! All right, before we get out of here, let's uh, go three and out. One, two, three. Let's make it a quick three and out. All right, first down. Let's take a look at next week's card. Any spots? stand out to you um i gotta dig into some tennessee um against georgia do i want to get in front of that train michigan which i have to i drive downgraded penn state obviously because i got outplayed as a 10 point dog the worst when you downgrade a team that you faded as a big favor and then you don't you didn't cover but uh i projected i think michigan minus one and a half before today and I think, you know, I'm going to upgrade Michigan, downgrade Penn State. So I, I wouldn't make it over a field goal. That's one of the marquee games next week. I didn't have anything circled yet. So there's uh, a lot of digging to be done. I'm, I'm excited to get to work after last week. There's a lot of the digging that we did paid off. A couple bad beats, but I didn't have anything that I was like, oh, my God, I, I want to bet this game. But what do you have circled for next week? Very, very sloppy game by the Arkansas Razorbacks. A mass number of penalties on both sides of the ball. Uh, I stayed off the Miss State game. I was worried about Jalen Catalan being out for the season, what the defense would be able to do. Uh, they got down. Uh, Mississippi State, give, give them credit. They killed the middle eight. 14 points in the middle eight, took the lead. Uh, stingy all the way through the end. Arkansas had to have a great comeback. But it was a sloppy game by Arkansas, and you could blame that on the bye. Or, uh, you know, I saw the same thing against Rice, and they came out the next week and blew Texas out of the water. So Arkansas, minus two, down at LSU. LSU, uh, you know, that was, it was a really great effort against Alabama. And I think if you're an LSU player, are you still hungry to play? You're not going to a bowl game. Your coach is a couple of weeks away from being gone. Your coordinators are probably locking up positions. 
Arkansas has a ton of stuff they need to clean up from a penalty perspective, and they've proven that they can do that before. So Arkansas on the road, I like that, uh, especially if I'm going to get it under three. I project it minus two. Uh, UCF going up against SMU. I mean, this is I got SMU minus six, but again, Sonny Dykes is going to be in a bidding war for TCU and for Texas Tech. This is two losses in a row. Uh, UCF is starting to blow people out right now. The, they're they're actually quietly Gus Malzahn's quietly building himself a nice little resume down there. Another road team that I'll be looking at. Uh, listen, I, it was fun to see Jeff Banks partying on the sideline when they got a punt block against uh, Iowa State yesterday. When Texas got a punt block against Iowa State, but uh, you know, <laughs> monkeys and pole assassins and everything else aside, minus twenty seven against Kansas. I might be looking at Kansas. I mean, Kansas is at least scoring some points now, right? Texas laying that many points with the kind of defense they have. I mean, it, things are not going well. I mean, Sark's on a four-game losing streak right now. There's some questions about the credibility of a special teams coach with the monkey and the pole assassin. I can't even believe this story. Anyways, so that's a game I'll be looking at also. But Purdue going to play Ohio State. Stuck, do they show up? They're going to show up on the uh, road? I got into playing a top 10 team. That's all, all they do is beat top 10 teams. I got a, David Bell's on the field though against that second there. I'll tell you that. I, I power rated minus 19 in that game for Ohio State at home. I would not be surprised at all to see this sit at 16 and a half and have the general public think public uh, that Purdue can beat anybody and that Ohio State barely beat Nebraska. Uh, I'd watch out here for the very trendy dog on the road. New Mexico State at Alabama next week. <laughs> I don't know, 51-ish, make it 58. Bama should score every possession in their sleep. By the way, have you seen New Mexico and UNLV went over 45? Do you like that, huh? Even even without Doug Brumfield, Friel is still in there playing, so. You can bet any overs you want, just not San Diego State and not Service Academy. <laughs> um, but now, look, I wore my UMass football because over one and a half is now a sweat. We lost to Rhode Island, and we have Maine at home this week. And then we do have New Mexico State left. There's opportunities, but let's send good – Juju, the UMass football program. Big game at noon this week against Maine. What's been amazing is when we do the BBOC live show and I come up with some random ass game like Sacred Heart or Rhode Island UMass, that steam has been true. Every Saturday morning, that steam has been a winner. All right, uh, let's move on to second down. We have Tuesday Maction. Why wait for the weekend? Strap in your fun belts and get ready for Maction. It's midweek madness. All right, we have Buffalo at Miami of Ohio, Akron at Western Michigan, and Ohio at Eastern Michigan. What do you got here? Do you want to just go through your projections? Is there a game that in particular that is on your radar? From a Tuesday night perspective, Buffalo, Miami, I've got projected at Miami of Ohio minus six. Uh, the Buffalo pass rush is one of the best in the nation, and the Miami of Ohio, of Ohio offensive line has been terrible at protection. Uh, yeah, they lost a lot of talent from last year. But Gabbard at the same time is one of one of the better quarterbacks in Mac. So I, that's a game I don't know if I'm going to get into uh, a total projection of 55. By the way, don't don't fool yourself. If you're taking an under in these Mac games, good luck. You don't call into the voicemails if you took an under on the Mac games. I'm not going to you're going to get not going to get a suggestion out of me, which is going to lead me into Ohio, Eastern Michigan. I don't know how you don't go over in this game. This is a number I believe I've got up in the 50s. But between Ohio running the ball with uh, with Rourke and Ben Bryant throwing for Eastern Michigan against a terrible Ohio secondary, I don't see how there's any defensive stops here. Project the game Eastern Michigan minus eight. 
Uh, I think this is just a game where you lay the over and just sit back because these uh, unbelievable. Are you serious? Maction, you gotta love it. Uh, Akron, Western Michigan on Tuesday night. Western yeah, bet that under. Do not bet that under. Yeah, don't bet that under either. Western Michigan minus 22. Uh, a total also from a perspective of like finishing drives, yards per play, success rate. It's a total I have in the 50s, but that's a Western Michigan team total over, which is probably going to be like 42, right? So uh, from a Tuesday night perspective, Ohio EMU, I think you just lay the over and sit back. Uh, I'm finally on third down. By the way, we'll have all these written up on actionnetwork.com and the Action Network app. On third down, we have Wednesday night action. We have three more games. Midweek action. It's return here. Another slate of fantastic games we have for you. Yeah, this is the best time of the year. I will be writing up. I will personally be writing up Toledo at Bowling Green. And uh, the exception to the rule, Colin, we're betting under here, I think. But uh, I think that Toledo's defense, which was embarrassed, Last week, I just out of left field. It's one of the best defenses. It's the best defense in the back. It was playing at a top 25 level nationally this year. And I think that the Bowling Green offense is not moving the ball on them. And the Toledo offense can be shut down. So I think that there's this. This is the only game of the week that I would recommend an under. I got to see where it comes out and I'll write it up there. But that's my look there. You also have Ball State at Northern Illinois. Ball State's been a, a weird team to crack because. I mean, Drew Plitt, he's been extremely inconsistent, and it's very bizarre. Ball State doesn't have a running game, right? So if Plitt is off, they their offense goes into a shell. I don't know why he hasn't been as consistent as last year. He has the same weapons as he did last year. Maybe it was – I mean, last year there's just weird results in, in the COVID year, and it just happened to be Ball State's year. Northern Illinois finally lost a close game last week. Their coach, Thomas Hammett, came from the Ravens. And you can see some of the Ravens' you know, uh, approach and philosophies shine through. They go for two a lot when they're down. They'll go for fourth down all the time, high variance. There's some aggression coming in that department, though. What did they go, five or five on fourth down last week? And I was talking about the fourth down regression is coming. They were like 85% led the nation in fourth down conversion rate. On defense, they've been really good. On the, in that department as well. And here's the thing. Northern Illinois' defense is horrendous. Horrendous. Now, their offense has been really good. They've been running the ball. Rocky Lombardi has played. Rocky Lombardi threw for close to 600 yards last week. But Ball State, Drew Plitt should get going here. I still think that there's some regression coming for Northern Illinois. I would, I'm would. i going to be looking at, at Ball State here to see if we can get a good number. Uh, any thoughts? And then finally, we have Kent State at Central Michigan. That's my right. Don't bet a Kent State. Don't bet a Kent State under. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Flash fast offense was uh, rolling last week against Northern Illinois. What do you got? What do you look? What you're looking at on Wednesday? Yeah, projecting Northern Illinois minus four. This is a team that I refuse to lay that many points with. Uh, every game seems to be close. They're winning them by short margins and a little bit of horseshoe up the ass kind of stuff going on. Uh, so Ball State maybe the look if I can trust Plitt. I I, I, I agree with you. I don't know uh, the under on Toledo Bowling Green. This is a game that I've got. Toledo minus 12 on the road, a total of 49 and a half. So I think if you see opener, if you see anything on Monday, when you're listening to this, it's in the fifties, you can probably bet that we'll be on the under on this. For me, I have personally have the Kent state central Michigan right up and I'm just going to blow it for everybody to give a spoiler alert. (laughs) This has been over Uh, central Michigan minus two is a projection. There's no way I would take a side in a game that could be a hundred points to, you know, to really, you know, stamp this game. 
Kent State, second in the nation in tempo. Central Michigan, 20th in the nation in tempo. Uh, the special teams on these two teams are terrible. Kent State's 119th. Uh, there's a lot of defensive inefficiencies with both of these teams. Uh, this is the your live game trading game of the night on Wednesday, uh, but over anything in the 60s, right? I can't see this not hitting 70. Anything in the 60s, we're going to hit. I'm going to be sliding some over money in here today. All right, that'll do it. Make sure, as we said, check out Action Network app and theactionnetwork.com for write-ups on all of midweek college football games, including every MAC game. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Colin, as always, for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for calling in on the voicemails, especially the people lecturing Colin about the Service Academy overs. There is no Service Academy matchup this week, but there is another one left on the schedule. So we'll see uh, if Colin has learned his lesson and where that number comes out. But enjoyable weekend in college football. It's time for us to go get to work and dig for some winners for next week and all throughout the week. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, leave a review. We will do giveaways if you do. All right, here, Rob Job Money, greatest show live. Can't get enough content from you guys. Work probably wished I would stop listening and gambling, but we make money while we make money. Keep it up, guys. Rob Job Money, reach out to me or our, our producer, old boy, Uncle Mitch. We'll send you some gear. And then Beat Farmer, nice mix of game analysis and quick takes on games. There's only so much time today, so a super in-depth analysis is not for me as I'm not a serious better. Plus, the post-game voicemails are hilarious. Beat Farmer, reach out. We'll send you some gear. So uh, five-star reviews, they really help us. We appreciate that. Big bets on campus podcast wherever you listen to your podcast but it's time for us to go get to work we'll catch y'all later cheers peace out